0: Tennis Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast now presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to win another $100, no questions asked, at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Rajel, once again going solo for this pod. And it is time to get into a very important event on... Sunday, November 13th. It is officially the start of the final ATP event of the season. It is time for the Nitto ATP finals taking place in Turin, Italy. Should be a lot of fun, a lot of high-profile names, and it should result in a lot of really good content, both for betting and for just overall enjoyment. But I do want to at least acknowledge that it has been a really fun year so far. It's not officially the final podcast of the year because we will be doing a couple in this overall event. After this event, I'm not exactly sure what we are going to do. We could potentially do the Davis Cup final, which is a possibility, but it's not exactly the easiest event to find futures for or find match odds for. So we'll, we'll play it by ear, but it will be one of the last tennis podcasts of the season before we eventually re- started in 2023, once all the hardcore events start in Australia. But either way, uh, before we actually get into the tournament breakdown for the outrights, I do want to at least acknowledge how we did on the last show. Starting off with the lock, dog, and prop, we did a bit underwhelmingly. We ended up winning the lock. We had Laheka under 11 and a half games on the personal games or team total, and he ended up going under as he lost in straight sets. Then we ended up having a really bad beat. With the dog, we had Laheka over one and a half breaks of serve at plus 135. He broke in the first service game of the match and then proceeded to never break again. And we ended up losing that one by a hook. But anytime you break in the first game and then you end up not breaking again, that's pretty heartbreaking. And then we also had the prop with the over three and a half breaks of serve for both players combined. And Laheka didn't exactly help us out there. Ended up landing three But both players had chances, didn't work out, and that resulted in a one-in-two day for the overall lockdog and prop. However, did end up winning the outright, which is the most important thing. Ended up winning Nakashima to win the next-gen finals at plus 250, and he got the job done there. Ended up looking like the best player throughout the entire tournament, which is what we thought. We thought it was laughable. Musetti was the favorite, and Nakashima, once again, ended up beating Laheka in straight sets. It was more competitive than the group stage match, which we thought it was going to be. However, we did think that Laheco was going to win a set, and that did not happen. And if he did, we probably would end up sweeping the board. But either way, ended up having a pretty underwhelming episode yesterday. But for the outrights, we absolutely crushed it. Once again, we ended up winning the group winners on both groups. We had Nakashima minus 185, and we had Stricker at 5-1. to one. Those both cashed, and then we also had Nakashima to win the tournament. So we had a phenomenal outrights overall episode, kind of carried over from our outrights in the previous event as we won every single quarter in the previous tournament. But either way, hopefully that continues as we do have a couple more uh, groups to go through and a couple of outrights to give out. But either way, uh, before we actually get into any of the outrights and before we actually start with the breakdown of this event, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100 for no questions asked. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. the sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 522 47 Zero zero. Welcome back everyone to the tennis gambling podcast. Just finished recapping how the last episode went and how our overall outrights went for the next gen final. Now it's time to get into the final ATP event of the year, time to get into the ATP finals, the non-next-gen version. And if you're looking at the field, A lot of really good names and nothing should be that surprising. The only surprise, of course, is for some people, if you're not aware, Alcaraz not being there, but he did end up suffering an abdomen injury and he's officially out for the season. So he would have been here, but now he is not. But to go through the overall field and I'll go through the outrights in terms of the uh, lowest odds to the highest odds. Starting off with Djokovic as the favorite, a plus one, uh, roughly 135. You can shop around and find slightly better odds here. Uh, It's really not going to be much different between books, but you could find plus 140, for example. Uh, Besides that, you could also find plus 150. So I'll go with 150 there. Uh, Then you have Medvedev, who is at plus 425. Then you have Felix as the third favorite here at around plus 600. Then after that, you have Nadal, and Nadal is around plus 800. Then after Nadal, you end up having Sitsipas, and Sitsipas can be found... Uh, also roughly around eight, uh, eight to one. There is a nine to one out there. Then after that, you do have kind of a free for all there. You have Taylor Fritz, who you can find at roughly 12 to one. There is a 14 to one available. Uh, besides that, you do have Rublev, who is available at around 16 to one. And then you also have Kasparud, who you can find mostly at 16 to one as well. So a lot of really good players should be a fun tournament, but to go through the overall groups, we are going to work backwards. Like we did in the previous event. I just mentioned the odds. So, you know, who's actually playing But time to get into the groups. So the main noticeable point, the level of difficulty is significantly harder in group B than it is for group a and group a in order has Felix Fritz Nadal and rude group B has Djokovic, Medvedev, Rublev, and Sitsipas, which is basically Murderer's Row, and we'll see what happens there. But Djokovic, Medvedev, and Sitsipas in the same groups uh, is kind of absurd, especially when you have Nadal with Fritz and Rude and Feel. It just seems like one group is significantly harder. And I do think it makes sense to go through the odds for the groups, uh, starting off with Group A, the easier group. So starting off with the Uh, Group A, it's going to be a bit surprising. I'm assuming most people would assume that Nadal, just just by name recognition alone, would be the favorite in the group. That is not the case. You actually have Felix, who has been amazing for the last month and change, and he is rightfully, in my eyes, the favorite in this overall group at roughly plus 160. Then you have Nadal as the second favorite at plus 240. And I think that's reasonable. You can argue it should be the third favorite, but you have Fritz as the third favorite at around plus 333. And then last but not least, you do have Rude as the longest shot here at four to one. So first of all, I'll go from the lowest odds to the highest odds or sorry, I'll go from the highest odds, to the lowest odds. I think Rude should be last in this group based on odds. He's really been terrible. Ever since he ended up making the US Open final, and he's been struggling ever since. So, I do think he should be the last place finisher in this group. The Fritz Nadal conversation is interesting because Nadal's battled a couple injuries. He has not played many hardcore matches or matches in general. He played in Federer's final match ever in doubles. Then, after that, he ended up losing to Tommy Paul. In three sets in Paris in the first round, won the first set, then lost second in a breaker, and then ran out of gas and lost 6 1 in the third. So the question is do I think Nadal is A, fit, and B, potentially not rusty? And I don't really know, to be truly honest with you. Nadal was battling the abdomen injury and then he ended up coming back, which is why he withdrew in the Wimbledon semis, played Shorich in Cincinnati, which ended up resulting in a first-round loss there, then played in the U.S. Open, seemed to battle a bit of an injury there at the end, and lost to Tiafo in his fourth match. Then he had the long layoff, and then he ended up playing in Paris and lost. So Nadal, I think, should probably be the third be in third here for the odds. I think Fritz should have lower odds. And I get that might sound a little bit crazy because Nadal, when healthy, is a much better player than Fritz. The problem is I'm not sure Nadal's healthy. So I can't take Nadal to win the group. I can't take him to win the overall tournament because I'm not sure what Nadal we're going to get. And I'm sure Nadal will end up pushing. He's going to look sharp at times and probably flat and underwhelming at other times but the fact that Nadal's serve has been kind of an issue for the last couple of months and the fact that you have to wonder about fatigue as the tournament progresses i do think Nadal is probably not worth taking at plus 240 and that leaves two guys that leaves Felix and Fritz so Fritz at plus 333 i think is interesting do i think he's going to win the group probably not if i'm being honest with you i think he could beat Nadal They actually play against each other uh, later on Sunday. But I do think if I had to pick one guy to win the group, it would be Felix. Felix has been so damn good for the last month and change. And yes, he did end up losing one of his last matches. Uh, Fatigue could have played a factor, but you had Rune who smacked him after he smacked Rune about a week prior. But it turned out that loss wasn't even that bad because Rune went on to beat Djokovic in the same event. So Felix ran into Rune who was playing out of his mind in an equally, I'd say, solid form. But Felix had won three tournaments in a row. He was going for his fourth with no breaks in between. Now he had a bit of a time off there to get his stamina back and to reassess. I think Felix will be ready to go. He's looked like a top-five player in the world, arguably a top-three player in the world, based on the last couple of weeks. And I do think that's good enough to make him the worthy favorite in Group A, so, I will pick Felix to win group A. Now, moving on to group B, you have Djokovic as the favorite, and he's actually a minus favorite. He is roughly minus 140 to win the group. Then you have Medvedev at plus 275. Then you have Sitsipas at plus 450, and Rublev at 10 to 1. So, for starters, this is a group where I think that realistically anybody could win the group. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Rublev at 10 to one found a way to win a couple matches and win the group. But I think I have to go Djokovic here. Djokovic did lose to Rune. He had an opportunity very early in the second set to put the match to bed. He had triple break point. I believe it was love 40 uh, with Rune's first service game of the second set. Let that chance slip away. Ended up losing a war in three sets, but Djokovic has been the best player in the world for probably the Last couple months, uh, no offense to Felix, but I think it's just the truth. No offense to Alcaraz, too. But Djokovic, when healthy, is incredible. And I know he was battling a bit of a leg injury, I believe, in the third set there against Rune. But I'm not sure how much of that was just fatigue and the fact that it was a, basically a three-hour match. Now he's had a week off or so to rest up, and I think he will look sharp as a result. Uh, Djokovic, I think, is definitely worthy. Medvedev, I think, makes sense as the second favorite. Historically speaking, Medvedev has owned Rublev, so I don't think he's going to lose to him. And he has done very well against Tsitsipas as well. We know Djokovic owned Tsitsipas. They had a tough three-set match there uh, a couple weeks ago, which Djokovic won. But I don't exactly see anybody beating Djokovic. Maybe Medvedev, but Medvedev could slip up against one of the other guys, and you might have a full-on war on your hands for the break, for the actual tie break to win the group. But I will go Djokovic. At minus 140, I think he's worthy of being the favorite. I think he's the best player in the world, and I think he'll probably win the group. But I will also take Medvedev at plus 245. I think it's a good price, and we saw Medvedev end up pushing Djokovic to the brink a little bit. Paz did as well uh, in that final, but Djokovic wore him down, like always, and he won the third set breaker. But Medvedev did have a lot of opportunities in the f- semifinal match they had a couple of weeks ago and Medvedev ended up withdrawing or retiring after he lost the second set breaker. But Medvedev really had Djokovic on the ropes and it seemed like he really just couldn't punch through and Djokovic wore him down. The Tsitsipas match against Djokovic was weird because it went three sets, went to a breaker, but Djokovic lost. I believe it was two points on his first serve through the entire set until the breaker. And Tsitsipas, on the other hand, had to fight off a couple of 1540s. So Djokovic could have ran away with it or he could have run away with it. And he did not. But I'll take Djokovic to win the group. And I will take Medvedev as well at plus 245. I think one of them should win the group. Tsitsipas might make a run for it, but I don't see it happening. And Rublev I like, but I do think he hits a few too many unforced errors that against Medvedev and Djokovic, he will self-destruct and he will not win against either guy. So either way, that's kind of going to wrap it up there for the group stage portion. Now, for the actual outrights, I mentioned the odds before. I'm obviously picking Djokovic to win the thing. I am going to pick him basically in every tournament he's in, and you're going to give me plus money for the best player in the world. That is good enough for me, and you can get plus 150 when you shop around. I like those odds. Now, I'm not going to take Medvedev. I don't think Medvedev is going to beat Djokovic in this event, and I'm not sure he'll beat Felix either because Felix's serving has been incredible, and I am a bit concerned about Medvedev's double faulting. We saw him lose to Dimitrov in his last match leading up to this event in the first round there, which was shocking because he was undefeated against Dimitrov. But Medvedev has been good. He's been really good. The issue is he has not been great, and that's really been the problem this year. He made a bunch of ATP finals as the world number one, didn't win many of them. Then he lost to, to a Kyrgios a couple of times, during the summer, including the U.S. Open. And then he ends up winning a title or two and loses to Diminur in the first round after that. I just think Medvedev is not exactly the most reliable guy right now. And I think at roughly four to one, I am not interested. I would rather find guys that I am more, I'd say, that are more trustworthy in my eyes, which is why I will go with Felix. And Felix right now, you can find his odds at around uh, five fifty or six hundred. I'll take the six hundred. I think it's a great price. Uh, Felix has been really just the phoenix up to this point for the last couple of weeks. Might be in my nickname form actually. It sounds kind of catchy. I'll call him Felix the F- the Phoenix from now on. But either way, he's been really really good. And I think based on current form, he should be closer to Medvedev in terms of odds. So I like the value there. And besides that, I think that's going to be my only two outrights. I really don't see another guy winning. I think Medvedev or Sitsipas could make the final, but I don't see them breaking through. I think Medvedev could, but if he faces Djokovic or Felix, I think Felix is really a matchup problem because his serving's been so good lately, and I think that's going to be the real equalizer in this event. But Djokovic, I am going to take a plus 150, and Felix, I'll take a plus 600. I'm not going to take any of the other long shots. I think Fritz could make it to the semis out of the group. But he's 12-1, to give or take, to win the event. I don't think Fritz is good enough to win the event. I think he would lose to either Djokovic, Medvedev, or Felix, probably even Sitsipas. So I'm not sold. I think it's a good story that Fritz is a top-10 guy, but I don't think he's good enough to win this event. And that's going to kind of wrap it up. Nadal, I would be interested in. If I knew for a fact he was healthy, I don't know that, so I will not take it. But either way... My two outrights, once again, for the tournament will be Djokovic at plus 150 and Felix at plus 600. That's going to do it for the actual outright portion. Now time for the lock and dog segment with the matches in the group stages. Before I actually get into that, time to take another word from our sponsor. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. I personally like the Let It Ride Christmas sweater. If you're going to hear a bunch of Christmas music and you know people are already looking forward to it, might as well prepare for the Christmas parties you're going to have by getting a sweatshirt early. And the Let It Ride sweatshirt, I do think, is a very nice piece to add to your collection. Plus, from now on, until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off while using the promo code Sucks in all capitals. That Store.sgpn.com promo code Dallas Sucks. Welcome back everyone to the Tennis Scaling Podcast. Just finished going through the outrights for the ATP finals. Now it's time to get, get into the actual matches in the group stage in the lock and dog segment. So starting off with the lock, I will go with the early match taking place on Sunday between Felix and Rude. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this one. I will take Felix to win this one, and I will go with him minus three and a half games. At around minus 105. I think it's a very good price. And I think based on current form, Felix should win this match comfortably. They did play in Montreal. So they played in Felix's home country during the summer. And Rude absolutely destroyed him. Beat him 6-1, 6-2. But I do think Felix will be A, motivated for revenge after that embarrassing loss. B, the fact that Rude's been so bad lately. That I think that both players are in kind of different... Overall forms right now, and as a result, I think Felix should look better. He kind of switched coaches. He's been amazing for the last couple of weeks. And Root has fallen off a cliff. And to go through those actual matches, he ended up beating Felix in that match. Once again, just for the exact score there, 6-1-6-2 back in August. And then since then, he's been struggling because he went to Cincinnati, lost to Shelton. Made a final run to the US Open, in the US Open and lost to Alcaraz, then played in the Davis Cup, won a couple of matches there against uh underwhelming competition, then went to South Korea, beat Jari in three, not impressive, then lost to Nishioka in three, then went to Tokyo, lost to Munar, a clay specialist in straight sets six three-six three, then played against Warrenka, lost in straight sets six four, six four, beat Gasquet in Paris, and then lost to Musetti in three sets there. So, Rude has lost four of his last five singles matches, and Felix has been a machine. So, even though Rude has done well in the head-to-head lately, I do think that Felix is in much better form, and I think he's going to prove it, and I think he is still thinking a little bit about the Montreal match, which was a one-sided affair, and I think he'll try to get revenge there. So, give me Felix minus three and a half games at minus 105. A reminder, by the way, Unlike the next-gen tournament, this will be normal format. This will be two out of three sets, and it will be regular first to six, seven and tie break. So you don't have to worry about the crazy formatting with the games and calculating. It is the normal, regular two out of three tournament. So just keep that in mind. But my lock will be Felix minus three and a half games and minus 105. And for my dog, I will go to the other match taking place on Sunday, And I'm going to go with Taylor Fritz, and I'm going to take him on the money line against Nadal. And you can find that price currently available at around plus 130. It's really just fading Nadal. And based on the injury uncertainty and the current form, I do think it's a good value play on Fritz. We saw them have a war. In Wimbledon, Nadal was injured, hurt his abdomen, and yet Fritz really could not put him away. So you can argue that Fritz might also be motivated for a bit of, of revenge here. But Tommy Paul is a player that I like. Is he on a joke? Is he on a Fritz's level or Nadal's level at normal strength? Of course not. But Nadal lost to him anyway, and he got blown out in the third set. So I do think you can argue that Nadal's fitness level could be a serious concern, and Fritz is a really good server. So if Fritz is able to serve well, and limit the damage in terms of Nadal's returns, I don't think Nadal's going to serve too well, and I think that you're going to see Fritz involved in a lot of really competitive overall service games, and I think he could break a couple of times. But you're looking at Nadal and Fritz, who have played each other a couple of times. Nadal is currently 2-1 and in the head-to-head. They played in Indian Wells earlier this year on hardcourt, and Fritz won that match in straight sets. And they played in Wimbledon, and Fritz arguably could have won the match and did not. So I think that Fritz is a good matchup for a compromise in Nadal, and I think plus 130 is a good price as a result, and that will be my dog. So once again, my lock is going to be Felix minus three and a half games against Rude, and my dog will be Fritz Moneyline at plus 130 against Nadal. Other than that, though, we'll be back later on in the week to go through the, probably the semis and then the final of the ATP finals here, kind of like the same exact format we had for the next gen tournament. But either way, you can find me on Twitter at rice radio. Besides that, still doing a bunch of other podcasts, the NFL gambling Podga- podcast, a couple times a week, the NBA gambling podcast, sometimes the prop a lot of free content and a lot of content overall at SGPN. So check out the other podcasts besides this one, but until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye everyone.